welcome to the B Show. I am your host, Deborah Voltaire Kuanj, and today is Thursday, January 20th. Just in case you didn't know the day. Actually, today is supposed to be the most miserable day of the year. Um, so hopefully everyone's having a good day. I just want to start out by saying that um, I'm tired as hell and I look so plump. Um, I did not gain <laughs> like a hundred pounds in a couple of days. Actually, a little bit. But, um, you know, I'm a very honest person and we couldn't call this the B show where you're supposed to be you, be real, and do you. Um, I suffered through so many things behind scenes that I don't even talk about. My mom jokes around that maybe I should have stayed in a bubble when I was younger because as I get older, I have so many different problems. And um, even my husband, he's just like, I never even knew some people could have all these effing problems. So before when I was saying that I took a break to like take care of myself, I have very low iron, I'm anemic. And I kind of knew that growing up as a kid that I that I was. This purple with my pink lit like tongue, it like throwing me off. Um, and um, it was over time, it got worse and worse. And I found out through my doctor that I have very bad iron. It has, it's sickle cell trait. I'm severely anemic. So I actually go once a week. We're taking a little break. I think I start back in about a month that uh, um, I get infusions once a week, which is iron blood mixed together for myself. Um, I'm like I said, I'm that's on pause, but currently I am on like some steroids and the more and more, um, and some hormone shots and the more and more I'm looking at myself, people, I am like, and I can't wait till I'm done with them because I really took time. I really, really took time to like lose weight and, 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 to be 40 pounds less, well, 30 to 40, Christmas kind of messed it up. But right now looking at myself, it's very hard for me. Um, but I know that I'm on a journey and I'm on a path for something bigger. Uh, and this also ties in with today's subject about labels. Did I look like Steve Jobs, the plus size version? <laughs> Take a photo. Take a photo right now. Five, four, three. Ooh, -hoo! plump, but still serving it. Another one. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so that goes to what I want to discuss today about labels. The labels that we put on ourselves and the labels that we are, that we are given by people who kind of don't matter and some people who do but the labels that are constantly thrown at us. And I just wanna discuss with my guest today, the labels that we've been, so this is gonna be like an authentic, real live show. I don't have any questions. I don't have any notes. I'm literally speaking from the heart. And it's just gonna be about like, why do we allow society to put these labels on us? Or even why do we give our own selves these labels when at the end of the day, the only person that matters and that can judge us and decide who we are, I gotta move back. Cause I feel like I'm serving way too much bump. Um, the only person that can decide is God. So I know for a female, for a black female, for a plus size woman, I used to put labels on myself. I do not do that no more because I am a queen, honey, and I know my worth. However, it has taken me um, six months and plus to reprogram -pro myself to, oh, look, I look less poopy, to reprogram myself to believe those things. But if you don't have someone like therapy and self-help books, and your family or your friends, some family and friends, how do you know that you are being the best person that you are, right? And I was even having this conversation with my husband, Carl Gwans, if you don't know, and um, if you do know, yes. And we were just having a discussion, like 
who creates these things? Like, it goes back to when you're, like, in elementary school, right? I was literally bullied in elementary school because I was cool. Like, can you listen to what I'm saying? I was bullied in elementary school because I didn't really want to hang out with my own class. I wanted to hang out with the older kids and, like, the other older guys. And, like, a guy liked me and my friend at the time liked him. And this is sixth grade. But he chose me. And I think that was, like, the final straw. Like, oh, you think you're better than me? I'm like... Now I'm like, girl, we were 11. Like me and him were like exchanging ring pops. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even have my first kiss until I was like 13. <laughs> so sad. But um, then the label was put on me that I'm a little like a little floozy. And they made my life miserable in Brooklyn. And um, I started hanging out more with like the people in my, my neighborhood who weren't that good, but they didn't judge me. They didn't put labels. They were super cool, super chill, but they were wild. And uh, my mom, once she saw that, she was like, oh no, we're, we're, we're moving to, to Long Island. And we sure did. But the label was put on me since at like 11 years old that I thought I was better than people that I was, you know, and I'm like that, if you know me, I don't think I'm better than anyone else at all. And I don't like people who are like that or people who like live off of attention. Like go read a book. In, in, in Creole, it says, which means like you'll, like, you'll do better. Like go read a book, go clean a room, go, go do something. Um, but as time gets older, the labels come even stronger and stronger, right? But it's like, why do we listen to what other people have to say about us? So I'm going to have a special guest with me today named Luke. Um, I actually experienced being a labeled or feeling less than at a particular job. And I'm going to speak about it because I don't really effing care. I don't care for anyone who works there still. Um, maybe like two people by association. And I may get in trouble for this talk. But it's my TED Talk. And it's, I have my Steve Jobs turtleneck on. It's going to be serious. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the dark lip. Hello, gorgeous. Retalking. And then I'm going to also bring in Eddie. And, and he does something that's so amazing to me. I hope he doesn't take it personal, but he is uh, a male that dances salsa. And I notice he's the only male in his class. And for me to see a man do that, that's in like big D energy. Because first of all, people are gonna laugh and look at you and all these things. But to be like, I don't effing care. I wanna dance and salsa at it. You know, when people are a particular size, I'm one of those people that when I dance, people are like, holy, like, how did you, how, why, why? Do you assume that I can't dance? just because I have more jiggle to my wiggle. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we're gonna talk about the labels that are given to us. Why do we even let people label us? Dealing with bullying, dealing with overcoming it. And hopefully this conversation could be for anyone who may be at home right now. And you're living in a world where you just don't feel like your best self. I want you to know that you are amazing. And there's other people who go through the same thing that you do. And, um, F them. So let's get Luke in. We're going to talk to him. Him and I, um, the place that I'm going to discuss, which I felt the most bullious in, in as my adult life, I think him and I have that in common. So let's welcome him in. How white are my teeth? I feel like I give myself so many compliments. I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody to tell me nothing. Hi there. How are you, Luke? Did I Hello, Deb. How are you? So Good. nice to finally meet you. Oh, nice Never to meet you before. as well. How are I you hope today? You heard good things about me. Oh, I mean, come on. You know Carl. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't mess around. He's not going to say anything bad about you because he knows <laughs> it'll get back to you. You know. We had him and I had trained each other both very well. I want to say about each well, other. Well, to, uh, go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry to cut you off. No. No, it's just he. You know, he used to. 
he 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 would be careful about things around SJB when you were working there because he knew you had spies, you know. So it, it, it's just, it was always very funny, you know, because yes, I, I heard I about you all the time, but I never met you. Well, nice to meet you virtually. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and I did work for, I did work at St. John the Baptist for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. That's basically where I was getting to of, that's my only time in adult life that I was bullied at working there. And that was like the worst year of my life. But um, we'll get there. So tell us a Absolutely. little bit about who you are and what do you currently do, like your job and and tie into like your St. John the Baptist, like where you're a student, a teacher, a counselor, a door washer. I don't mean <laughs> No, absolutely. So uh, my name's Luke. Uh, I'm 23 years old. I live in uh, uh, Long Island, New York. And uh, currently uh, I am a graduate student at Stony Brook University. Uh, I'm going to get my master's uh, to be a teacher for social studies, and uh, I currently have two undergraduate degrees in associates in liberal arts and an undergraduate in uh, business management. Um, currently, I'm unemployed, but I am looking for employment. I just applied to a uh, before and after school program, uh, so hopefully I'll get started there. Soon. I used to work at a before and after school program, and I love it. I used to love it. I'm, I'm really excited. I haven't heard back from them yet. Uh, I'm supposed to hear back from them this week, so hopefully tomorrow, but I am uh, very excited about the opportunity because I do like working with kids, uh, but sometimes yeah. it can be hard to, you know, it can be hard to find those opportunities. I used to work with kids and then I quit. Uh, Did you work with a company here on Long Island by chance or? Um, for the kids? Um, no. no, I always worked in Queens now that I think about it. Um, yeah, I never worked in Long Island until I stopped being a teacher, really. St. John the Baptist and then where I am now, but I never worked in Long Island. Well, yeah. I was only curious because uh, if you if you had worked for the same company, I, I would have questions, but that would obviously okay. be for later. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. No, so that's never really all I got going on right now. Okay, so I was, my topic for today is the labels that are created by society and labels that we also maybe placed on ourselves and labels that people give us, right? Where, like, Carl and I and some of my friends, we had this conversation. What age do we even start with these labels? You know, like, how many we even know? Because at five or six, you already know, like, I don't want to play with him. Mm -hmm. You know, or I don't want to play with her. But like, how do we even know these things? And then it gets older and older, like, Oh, he's a dork because of this or that. It's like, but how do we even know what a dork is? Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I think kids are really intuitive uh, when it comes to unspoken social cues. Yeah. And I think when certain kids especially kind of rise within that young social hierarchy, that's the behavior that starts to get mimicked, you know? Um and so, you know, if that kid is picking on one particular kid, then maybe all the ones who are friends between the two are going to go with the one over the other. And then it yeah. just kind of starts a cycle, um, you know, but that's only one such factor, you know, things at home obviously play a role, but yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it's kids can be mean, kids can be really mean. What age do you think like was your first time being bullied? Like I said for myself, I know for sure it was probably like when I was 11. I never experienced it before that. Okay. Um, for me personally, um, there were experiences here and there. Uh, there's one particular uh, event that happened between me and another kid um, because he, he got into, well, we got into an argument and he ended up getting kind of rough physically with me. What uh, we age was kindergarten. that? Kindergarten. Uh, okay. I, was, oh, no. I was four years old. Yeah, I was four years old, um, and I never, it was an isolated incident. Uh, granted, I think that had to do with the fact that he was the teacher's uh, son, but uh, regardless, you know, that's exactly what I mean, where it's like those types of things start young, and I know for a fact only because I ended up going to a different high school that that kid ended up, you know, kind of um, continuing that behavior after I left the school system that I'd grown up in. Because they were never told or stop or anything. And and also maybe privilege. Sometime when yeah. you're also privileged and you've been told okay and you get things, you know, handed to you, it's a little bit easier, right? To just go your whole life being a little spoiled brat and mean to people. 
It is, and and I, I'll out myself to be perfectly honest because I think it's important for context. Uh, I grew up in white bread Sayville. Um, you know, I, I joke about it being like the whitest of white people towns, but it's, you know, like you want to talk about privilege. Just and the only reason I brought this up is is only because you brought up privilege. Is yeah. these are kids who who grew up maybe not silver spoon, but upper middle class, who yeah. you know are are not in are in, in some of these positions. Other people are where they end up in these situations, you know? Yeah. So it, it, I find it kind of silly that I encountered it so young and so frequently yeah. because, you know, it, it's something that I did encounter throughout my schooling, you know, K through 12. So you experienced that K through 12, you said? To, to varying levels and degrees from different people, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mine is, like I said, when I was 11 years old and it was because I didn't know what I just... I'm very like person when I don't think people are like cool and I don't mean cool like oh what they wear so I'm like just my energy is like something's off I don't like it or I just stay away and when I was 11 I got bullied for staying away like oh you think you're better right. than us and like to the point where I sat at a table by myself every day for lunch because they were like she thinks she's too cool to sit with us and I was like no I don't I just don't like you guys <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, Sorry and, and it's funny, honest. right? And and kids, I don't know if they can't deal with that honesty, but it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, you for know, sure. Because someone who just wants to enjoy maybe some peace and quiet isn't allowed to. Yeah, and then you you're know? weird, right? Yeah, you're um, weird for staying away from the group, but then if you're a part of the group, if you're the target of ridicule, you know, it's like, well, why would I want to be here? And then yeah. some people just can't win. I also was bullied when I was in, oh my God. I was, um, Carl is like right here. You ever seen like like a parent who's like taking a photo while you're about to graduate? You're doing amazing, sweetie, mm -hmm. smile. I'm not in the way. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, I, do, I do remember. Yeah, um, also for me, not only was it, I guess my you would say, like you said, um, in high school, I liked this boy, and um, back in the day when, like, uh, typing, like, letters or, like, emails was really cool, I decided to, like, write a whole email and give it to him on the bus, and before he could open it up, they snatched it from him, and I didn't, I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's going to happen, but nothing happened, so I was like, okay, maybe they read it and they gave it back to him, right? So when I get on the bus that afternoon, and this is in high school, freshman year, it's I get on the bus and I just hear, dear Dennis, we've been oh. friends for four or five months and they're reading the whole letter and I'm just like. Mortifying. Yeah. And he was mortified as well. Um, and he literally was just like, just don't pay attention. Like, don't feed into them, you know? And I just remember just, crying and um it was so embarrassing but one thing i will say to i don't know whoever's watching this in a younger age or maybe in high school or maybe got, it passes and these people yeah. who make fun of you end up literally being losers like if you look to see where they are now they're nowhere majority yeah. of them are nowhere and they're still losers or they're working at like a company and their life they hate their life right like they're not you're why are you laughing luke it, it's funny because it's true you know and i'm only thinking because the kid who pushed me into kindergarten ended up dropping out of college and you know i, I don't mean to disparage and i heard this many years ago but is allegedly selling drugs in another city really kind of shows to go shows to go yeah <laughs> it's, it's just funny you know because it's kind of the ultimate people get their comeuppance you know it's that karma yeah. But at yeah. the same time, you kind of reach an age where when it finally hits them, hopefully you don't care anymore. You right. know? And that goes back to what I, my full circle of when you start realizing who you are, what you want in life and how amazing you are, you become like a bubble. Right. And you're just like, no, you're not going to come. Like you start power raging people like, no. No, like mm -hmm. you're not gonna enter my circle. Like I can see from afar what kind of person you are. You're, yeah. you know, um, unfortunately it took me some time to get there. When I was in my older years of, 
I think I was 30 years old. Yeah, when I started working at St. John the Baptist, I was extremely excited. That was six years ago. Was I 30 years old or 31? How old was I, Carl? Uh, well, was it my senior year? 31. You started there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so 2015, 2016. Okay, so I was, yeah, 30, 31. And um, so I was 31. And I feel like, you know, when you watch those talk shows and you have like, they have that person on the side, like live with Regis and Kelly, they have like that guy there or like Wendy Williams, Carl is my guy. Carl, yeah. tell me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was 31 years old and I don't even care. I don't care because I kept this in for so long. There's a guy named there. I don't even know if he's there anymore. His name is Rob Kaiser, Crazer, Crossin, sorry. You actually have a friend named Rob Kreiser, right? So that's yeah. not him, sorry. Well, I was um, gonna say, wait, hold on. Yeah, cross in, and I helped with the admin, I'm alumni. And he is an extreme example of a person with a little penis because he got he got butt hurt that I was liked by people. You know those kind of people? If you're liked by people, they don't like you, Absolutely. right? And also like uh, a man back in the day who's like a, to a woman, like don't speak unless I tell you to speak and don't volunteer for it. So I'm like a bubbly, I wanna help people. I wanna feel included as well. So every time there was anything that the principal at the time needed or anyone else, I had some, if I had downtime, I was like, I can help, I can help, I can do this. And one day at a meeting, he literally was like, stop. Yeah. In front of everyone. I was like, stop volunteering yourself until you ask me for permission. Just like that in front, and no. Uh, I think it's frozen. He would just say to me like, um, this needs to be done in a, a week. And I would get it done in like two days, sitting there like twirling mm -hmm. my fingers. Right. And I think he made everyone stay away from me. Or like when people came to talk to us in the office, he would be like, no one ever used to come to talk to me before you were here. And it was just like, I would be like, how's your day? How are you doing? Really? Like, I don't know. Just if yeah, like, I want him to know how here. miserable he made me. And to the point where um, they were like, you can like, you can leave now. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, you're, you can go. And the fact that he stayed with me all day in the office and knew that and still kept, and then once he knew, they told me that I could, I was going to be let go in like two weeks. I was like, can I go now? Like, what is the point of me being here? But I stayed because of my husband who worked there at the time, but it was miserable. And I told Carl all the time, you see from a, like, to the fact, like when we had like lunchtime, I would sometimes sit in the bathroom and eat my lunch yeah, because he would not let anyone even talk to me. Why am I about to cry? <laughs> well, because um, that's unbelievable behavior from adults. You know, like if, if you ask me if, or if you had an example of like that happening when you were in middle school or high school, I would say, you know, kids, you know, here's where changes need to happen or, or here's where we can like hopefully make a difference. But these are adults, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's hilarious how often I heard SJB professor, I'd say professors, um, teachers, teachers, <laughs> teachers, no offense, Mr. C, yeah. um, they, so often I heard the complaint, it's like a high school. It's clicky yes. like a high school. It's drama like a high school. Yes. And I, and I just, I don't understand that. I don't understand how adults can act that way. Because even if you don't like one another, even if you have some kind of prejudice, you can't act like an adult in a professional environment. No, they could not. They don't. And I've seen it happen to other people where it's literally like the cool teachers versus everyone else. And they just talk bad about other people and they wouldn't give they wouldn't even let other people have the opportunity and I know he may be upset that I'm going to say this but my husband actually became one of those people like the cool people and he even was a like part of the bullying world for me because he would I would be like I have no one to sit with can I sit with you and I would literally go and ask my husband can I sit with you and your friends and he would be like 
go find your own friends. And I was like, okay. And then he would tell me like, oh, where did you eat lunch today? And I'd be like, at my desk by myself or in the bathroom. Like, and he never dawned on him like, oh, I should sit with her, right? Or like, <laughs> I should, I mean, towards like the end, he would, I think when I told him like, oh, I ate in the bathroom today because I just couldn't sit in the same room with the Rob Crossin. Um, and, 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 if, and if he saw you sitting with someone else, it was like death stares. Like even, and, and what he, then what he started to do was make sure I took my lunch at a time that everyone else was still like, like teaching. Like I can even eat with like the one or two people I became friends with. So he changed my lunch schedule. I'm telling you when people have power, the things that they can do, right? It's, it's unsettling, honestly, more than anything else is it is sitting and hearing that like someone could act so vindictively. And yeah, what I assume was an older age, right? If I'm thinking about SJB staff, I'm thinking this is like a 50 or a 60 year old gentleman. Yeah. Like, and, and, and again, it's a, it's a Catholic school. You, yes. and you hear the teachers and the staff go on and on about Christian and Catholic doctrine. And, you know, I, I'm not, you know, questioning their faith, but it's very hypocritical. Yeah. And it's really a shame to see because they're supposed to be role models and mentors. And in a lot did of situations, you have any, did you have any experiences or know anyone who had any experiences? I definitely had my own experiences. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard looking back to. I, I struggle to look back because I blame myself in a lot of areas because that's so just why, kind of how my I brain could, works. I could have stood up for myself so much more. I stood up for myself. I just see like changes in my behavior I could have made. But what I ended up deciding to is I, I kind of just leaned into the feelings um, and I, I kind of embraced it. Similar to you, you mentioned that you ate um, by yourself at lunch. My entire senior year, uh, I made the decision to eat my lunch with uh, two of my teachers who happened to, uh, to have lunch together. And uh, at the same time I did. And so for my entire senior year, rather than sitting with friends or, or making memories, I was upstairs on the third floor uh, eating with two teachers. And I had a wonderful time. You know, I, I love both of the women I sat with dearly, but, you know, those aren't the kind of experiences 16, you 17 say, year old yeah, are supposed to be somebody, having. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, and, and so it, it's a lot of stuff like that. And I, I don't, when I look back, I, I can attribute it to specific people in Sayville, when, you know, when I was in middle school more than anything else. Mm -hmm. But at St. John's, what I found was it was more uh, the attitude. I found that the teachers and the student body could both be influenced by general perception. And, and maybe, you know, as a kid, you make a young mistake and, you, and you know, you're outed early and that sort of thing just never goes away. And, you know you kind of have to, to, to anyone watching, you kind of have to just embrace those moments and realize that they're always just going to be a part of you because one day you'll have the, the hindsight to look back and realize what you could have done differently. And what you can do is you can use that to carry forward and be better now because it doesn't matter what happened five, 10 years ago, you know? At all. Six months ago, where you are yeah. six months ago is completely different to where you're going to be now. And I think Absolutely. for anyone, you need to know like, love yourself and believe in yourself and it won't matter what any I mean it's easier said than done right we are programmed Absolutely. to be near people to be to like have fun and mm -hmm. and to try to have people that inspire you and build you up but once you're so comfortable with yourself and even being alone with yourself you'll start to be like don't want that don't need that or you'll start looking at people like yeah like, you got Absolutely. trauma or you're not nice. You're, you're not helping me. You're not feeding me anything that I need. Um, and it also taught me to speak up for myself. Like I was trying to be so polite because that's where Carl worked. But if you ask me now, I would have been fired after a month. Um, I would have been tossed out. And I, I never hated a place more than like, it was so bad that I was going on interviews afterwards and crying. Mm -hmm. I had to take time off from going on interviews because one last person was like, listen, I don't know what this job did to you, but you got to, like, you got to take a break because you're still messed up from 
from them. And you know what they also did? They wouldn't, they blackballed me from other Catholic job, like Catholic schools or, or, and that's when Carl was just like, something ain't right. Something, something is wrong. And then he started seeing, cause like I, he spoke up for me because they said like, oh no, we're getting, we're terming her and the whole position. It's not her we're terming, it's the position of alumni assistant director or whatever my title was. And then Carl saw that they posted for the job. And he was like, I thought you guys said this job is done. And they were like, we did? We never, wait, who said that? And that's when he was just like, wow, my wife, has been saying this to me. I didn't listen to her. It's time for me to go. And then he started seeing, once he started saying like no to certain things or like, no, they started even like try, like taking things away from him slowly or like combative with him or like, he's a very person, like he's great at what he does in his, mm-hmm. in, especially as SJB. But then they started like watching him a little bit like on his back and, and, like I said, singling him out. And that's when I was like, this is what, this is what they were doing to me. So I'm trying to tell you, it's either yeah. follow what they say and do what they say and be quiet and just go with the flow. But the moment you speak up or the moment you go, maybe you go and say like, this person is bullying me. Instead of saying, all right, let's figure out the issue. You are the issue. Yeah. And the same thing happened to me in my school in Brooklyn. My mom went to the teacher and was like, why is my daughter not at school today? And they were like, we don't know. And she's like, because she said she's being bullied. And the teacher was like, well, she could, she could have speak up for herself. And I was like, I've been telling you, I've been telling you that they're mean to me. Like one time I couldn't even have gym class because they took my sneakers and hid them. And I told my, and my mom was like, well, <laughs> and same thing, like you said, not being held accountable, you know, and especially in the Catholic school, that's where you're trying to teach the kids and it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. work. And, and but so look many at us, problems. we're shining now, right? We're doing bigger doing better. and better things. Um, move on, you know, you, ha- you yes. have to move forward because like I said, you can, you can even move forward with whatever criticisms you feel you walked away with from those other people. And, and use them for introspection. It's all about perspective, which can be hard to have in the moment and, and for even you know the years following. It's just important to remember that you can always put a positive spin on something yes. once you've had the ability to process it and move past it. You know, no you one's saying go that you can't it. experience. Yep. You gotta go through it to go through it. Absolutely. Like Beyonce said the best revenge is your paper. Absolutely right. Yes. Absolutely right. Luke, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Um, I will definitely, no problem. I wish you nothing but the best. And um, please, 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 if you ever want to talk outside of this, let me know. Oh my goodness, absolutely. And if you ever need a guest on the show again, please know you can. I will, I will. I want to know other things. So tell me a little bit of a, let's do a little speed date. You ready? Tell me some of your interests. Uh, well, as I mentioned, I'm going to school to be a history teacher. So most of what I, I do love is history. reading history books. Okay. All right. Love history a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I play a lot of games with friends. So I'm a big fan of like tabletop and card games and, and stuff like that. So me and my friends get together and do that sort of stuff a lot. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and uh, a recent hobby of mine uh, in 2021, given COVID and its uh, recent decriminalization and legalization, uh, my mother and I have started growing marijuana. Uh, which has been uh, very fun. We will definitely have you on the show to talk about that. Okay. Absolutely, anytime. It's legal now. Oh, Professor Kuwans in the back is like, mm, sorry, uh, this is not your show, Carl. This is my show. We talk about whatever the F we want to talk about. Blame my mother, Mr. That C. Is, okay, so I idea. definitely need you back on the show. We will talk around April. There you go. You got it. 420 is your show, brother. I don't know what day that lands, but that week. Oh, I'll be there. (laughs) You and your you and your your man bun. I promise. Okay. It'll it'll even look better next time. Okay, no problem. You too. That was that was one of the best speed dates I ever been on, by the way. It's the only speed date I've ever had, so. Oh, I'll call you a little. (laughs) 
Sounds good. All right. Bye, love. Bye, Deb. Listen, nothing more I love than a white man with a with a bun. Okay, a businessman. That was a good day. I haven't been in the day in a while, so that was amazing. All right, let's bring in Eddie Gonzalez. Oprah. Eddie Gonzalez. Is LeBron here? Is he hey. Hi there. How What's are up? you? How you doing, Deb? I came to the Oh, you dress? I was going to say, are you wearing one this of your is, salsa outfits? This is one of my uh, leotard and all. Oh, my God. <laughs> so cute. For those who may not know, please let us know a little bit who you are, what you do. Um, That's a loaded question. You know that, right? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. We, have, we have 15 minutes. Perfect. All right. Um, I'm not very interesting, but um, for me, I'm a dancer. Um, that's what I like to do as a hobby. Um, I salsa dancing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I salsa dance, bachata. Um, I instruct. Um, I choreograph um, weddings, sweet sixteen quinceañeras. Um, I donate my time um, to 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 teach elders. I teach elders uh, the homeless shelter. Um, wow. I raise money for for different events. Um, whatever you need, I got it. I, I to be honest with you. I prefer to do it for without money. Um, it makes the job a lot easier. Um, so anytime someone tells me, hey, um, I, can you do a favor for me? Um, I need you for a favor, no problem, no money involved, you know? Um, it's just what I do, I prefer it. So I guess. <laughs> okay, so when did you start doing this? Uh, so I, I started dancing about, let's say, I. I started about maybe 18 years ago, right? But I didn't dance straight through. Um, I was chasing the girl that I liked and she wanted to dance. <laughs> it always starts with the girl. Go ahead. I'm going to take dancing and I, I, I tried for three months and then she left, so I left. Um, then we were talking about maybe five or six years later and she had hinted that she wanted to go back to dancing. So I said, okay, um, I'm going to, I would, uh, I'm going to join and I tried my best to beat her to it. So I'm surprising her to be there. Um, the surprise came to me where I went to the class. She wasn't there. She came back the next month, but the next month she had a boyfriend. Oh, so, hell no. Yeah. So that happened like that. Um, I ended up enjoying dancing. So I stood. So I've been dancing for about 10 years now. Wow. And how old are you now? Me? I'm old. I'm 37. Oh, so when you're 27, good for you. Oh, well, I'm 37. I, I was 27 when I started. Yeah, when you started, correct. Yeah. So you see sometimes um, little blessing in disguise, right? Yeah. Absolutely. What is your favorite thing about dancing? Um, like, what does performing. it do for you? I, I love performing. Um, I'm a big guy, and it's the per this is the perfect um, episode for me to actually be a part of. I know. Of. We're going to get there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. I'm a big guy, so when people see me move, they don't think that I can. I move. said that. I don't, I don't know if you, you did. You hear me in the beginning? I heard, I've been here yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. They, I heard you. I heard you. 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 You get down to. I see you in Carl's clips. Thanks. I see. I see. <laughs> um, but long story short, um, they look at me and they're like, "Wow!" They're wowed by it, and I'm like, "What? What are you wowed about? I'm just doing what I'm taught." Yeah, um, you know, but I, I've been playing baseball my whole life, so my feet move. My feet move. They, 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 they. My, I, I, I'm heavy, but my body has lied to me over my whole life. It never stopped me from playing full court basketball, playing baseball, football. They would look at me, oh my god, look at this 400 pound man. How's he doing it? Because I never stopped. <laughs> I was doing it since I was a kid. You know. So okay, it's the label that people put by just. Oh, they put at a you. label. Yeah, they could definitely put a label on me. And, and um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever been bullied um, in the forcefully bullied. But like, in, in like, yeah, or like in maybe in your face, like. Pa passively bullied, yes. And here's how they bullied. Hey, big man. How you doing, big man? Yes. Yo, you move good for a big man. Yes. You know, you, you look cute for a big man. Yes. At the end of the day, that. Adding big man to to it 
that label is bullying because yeah. it gets you self-conscious. It gets you very self-conscious. Like, what do they mean by being? So good you're the flip side. Like with Luke, it was like being bullied, but where I sympathize with you is um, I call the labels that people put on us, like society puts, and it's like who are you to say those things? Exactly what you said. You know, I hear that all the time. Like, wow, you're really pretty for a big girl. Wow. You for like a plus size girl. What, 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 why am I just not pretty? That's it. I agree. That's, like, that's really why, good. Oh, wow. Uh, my uncle says it all the time to me. He's like, you know, for your size, you're light on your feet. You're like a feather. Well, I went to dancing school since I was little. So I, I know a little bit about dancing, but. Okay. Yeah, that, 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 that's a shame. That that's a shame because it makes what we do. If we're just out partying, it makes us look around and are people watching me? Are people teasing me? Um, what I do is what the salsa I dance is prime. It's like performance salsa, right? So yes, I've seen it. So it's not it's not like um, the normal salsa that they dance on the island which, you know, is they, they don't really have too many moves it's side to side, front to back, a couple turns here, there. So when I go out, what I'm always looking for now is the camera. And I hate that. I hate that. Because you don't because, know who's recording you. Because people record me. I, I've been to Dominican, I performed in Dominican Republic, went out to a club and somebody came with a camera and they're recording me. And for me, I'm like, why are they recording me? Are they recording me to make fun of me? Are they recording yes. me to show it to somebody? You know, so when I confronted the person, I said, I just want to know why you're recording me. He was like, because I've never seen somebody dance this type of salsa. And I live in North Carolina and I want to bring this there. And I was like, wow, see? The, hey, big man. You're you programmed. for a big man. I'm programmed to look for the camera and think the worst. And that's what happens. That, help, that messes with our confidence. That right there messes with our confidence. I 100% agree. I'm going to share a little something. Um, I has always been very confident of who I am in my size since I was little. Like I was in spandex and sports bra, like at five years old with like my belly out. Like I didn't even care. I was 10 years old one day crossing the street in Brooklyn and somebody screamed to me like, move out the way fatso. And I went home and I was like, mom, somebody just screamed to me about the way fatso. And she was like, the way she said it to me didn't mean anything, but it, let me just say. It. So she was like, are you, are you, do you think you're fat? I was like, no, am I fat? And she was like, do you think you're fat? And I was like, no. So she goes, so? So when I was like, okay. And she was like, that's what he meant by fat, so. Like you're fat, so? Next, next topic. Um, and I was like, okay. And then she always told me, because you're black, because you're a woman, and because of your size, you're going to be judged all the time. F them. Look your best, feel your best, and that's all that matters. And now in my family, I'm known as Sexy Debbie because I just wear like tight clothes and stuff. But my mom has always said, if you like what you look, who cares what other people are going to say? And, you know, when I met Carl, he always said to me that something like he loved like my energy and how proud of who I am and how I looked. And I stayed that way until last year. Um, and I was just told a couple of things um, about how I looked and how I acted and all those things. And it messed with my mind. And um and it led me to therapy and like why I took a break and all these things, because it goes back to what you were saying. You can believe all these things about yourself, right? And then somebody comes and starts telling you different things. It's so hard, that line of, do I listen to what I know who I am? Or this person, they would know because they're with me all the time, right? And they, they see me. And now I'm in a point where I do these affirmations daily and I, and I tell myself that I, you know, I'm beautiful. I'm smart. I'm because once you start telling yourself repetitively, nothing and no one, anyone says can mess with you. That's what I have. You got to tune these people out. And it goes back to what I was saying about being bullied, right? You got to tune these people out and realize God made you. He knows how great you are. Twinkle toes. 
He knows how amazing you are. And and Carl, please. Thank you. Um, I'm no, I'm I legit because there's so many people out there who say things to me like, you're so pretty, you're so smart, but they don't know the daily struggles and how hard it took for me to get here. And I'm not saying that's for you, Eddie. I just believe that little passing that we're doing here, it may be the same. It is. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. And uh, I am a firm believer that you have to surround yourself with positive people. And I want you to know from my heart to yours, you are such a great person. You are such a hard worker and you dance fabulously. And I would be honored if I could ever come to watch you teach or any of your shows. Of course, I, I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, I, really quick, I just want to get into it. Um, thank you for inviting me onto your show. Um, you and Carl, you guys have a dope vibe. Dope, dope, dope vibe. Um, I, you guys are good. I, I really appreciate this. Um, in regards to what you were speaking to me, what you were saying before, um, a lot of times labeling or bullying has a bad impact on your life, right? For instance, whenever I'm talking or dating a girl, right? What ends up happening sometimes when you start believing, oh, you're a big guy. You're not the best looking person in the room. You're this or whatever. Sometimes the girl will choose you and you're trying to give her excuses as to why she doesn't want you, you know? So you're, yes, you're, you're, you're doing, you're, you're doing everything in your the power. Own, yes. You're doing everything in your power to say, damn, I'm not good enough for you. You put them on the pedestal. Why do you want me? You, you, you know, you're only going to be with me. And then you see another guy who looks your way and they're going to, you're going to go for them. Guess and, what? That mess, and that That's... messes with your confidence really bad. But you know really? what? Also, you, if you find yourself saying those things, then that person's also not for you. Right. Yeah. Because the right person I say all the time will not trigger your anxiety, your, your, your negative thoughts. They'll be there to be like, stop saying that wild ish. I'm here with you. And I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's I it. I agree. Anyone who triggers your anxiety, your worries, or your fears, they're not for you. And you have to that. know your worth and know that you are amazing. Okay? Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you, Deb. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And like I said, please let me and Carl, even if I will be there, <laughs> your next show or your next teaching, I would love to learn a little... <laughs> I'm actually working on something. <laughs> I'm working on okay. a little right now. So, um, Please let us know. Um, I, I can you let you. us know your Instagram or Facebook so we can watch your videos and, and follow you? Crap, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I think it's, hold on, hold on, let me look at it real quick. I think it's Eddie Gonzalez. Eddie underscore Gonzalez. Wait, what is it? There you go. Edward underscore J underscore 84. Um, I, I'm a weird person. I, I post a little bit of everything. Um, but I do post some dance stuff. I have a lot of videos of me performing. Um, I love performing. I love uh, performing. I love that. Performing is, is something else. I, I'm not afraid of people. I performed on TV. I performed in other countries. I performed hey, at 5,000 people. I performed at album release parties. I got booked to perform on stage on New Year's in, in, in a hotel that they, uh, it was like a casino that they just opened up. It was a grand opening. So they paid me to perform with a live salsa band the whole night. Nice. On stage. So I, I've, I've done it all. I performed everywhere. I love it. It's, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Let your haters be your motivators, baby. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Guys, this is Eddie Gonzalez. He's also one of those people that talk on this show. If you guys ever heard of it called the sports hit list whatever they do some kind of stuff on Wednesdays I don't know um but this is show matters more so thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for listening for your nice backdrop of course I have to listen I'm I'm, I'm part of the team that's it yes you are I got nothing but love for you if you ever need anyone to talk to or anything else please feel free Thank you, okay. Deb. I appreciate it. Thank you. you I as well. appreciate you. Have a great night, love. You, you too. Bye. All right, guys. I'm so proud of myself because I wanted to cry twice. But two things. When I cry, my eyelashes, they burn. And two, I have to take my after photos. And I, I look really, I look like, nice. And the Kylie Jenner lips are like setting it on me. 
Anywho, I just want to thank you all for watching my show today. You know, two different um, outlooks in life that are uh, in two different walks of path of people, but we have to do better. As a society, uh, as women, as men, we have to stop labeling people. We have to stop judging people. We have to stop thinking we know it all when deep down we all have our own skeletons. We all believe the same way. Well, women believe different than men, but you know what I'm saying. And we're all just human. No one is better than anyone else. And for two, two, I really want to make sure everyone is living their authentic life. I want to make sure everyone is happy and surround themselves with people who just want to uplift them and make them their best self ever. No matter who it is, don't accept no bullshit. You are the Michelangelo of your life, okay? And the people who don't want to see you soar, leave them in the dust. You are meant to fly like the eagles that we are, like the phoenix that rise from the ashes. And I'm going to hope that my body doesn't look bloated next week. But if it does, it's okay because next week we are bringing back the round table and we're going to discuss the hot topics of this month of January. And I'm dying to talk about Wendy Williams getting drunk, taking her clothes off. And can I say this word? I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble. Masturbating in front of her staff. Am I in trouble? No. Okay. Do you guys like my um, Ike Turner being in the background? Are you guys in the comments? Let me know. Um, please, I have to stop saying, um, like the show, comment on the show, follow us, subscribe to us, send it to a friend, send it to another friend, and let them know the B Show is every Thursday live at 6 p.m. on Facebook and Twitch, on YouTube. Clips can be seen on Instagram, and, um, there's this guy that I sleep with at night he has a show as well on Wednesdays and then there's this other guy that I know from high school with the brother and another guy that he comes on the show sometimes um that's on Mondays and then we have people who do hockey we have people who do wrestling we have Mike and Manny who some sometimes they talk a lot sometimes they don't talk a lot and we have just a great show and we have the Super Bowl show coming up. It's going to be wild. Sunday, the guys are talking about football. And the only thing I care about is the men in the pants. So we have so much content for you. Like, share, subscribe. But most of all, be you, do you, for you. This is Deborah Voltaire Kalanj. I hope you have a fabulous weekend and I will see you next week. Hopefully, let's blow this. I should have an end, um, outro when I go out. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun.